Welcome to Level Up Academy podcast, where we explore the diverse set of skills that can be applied across various industries and professions. Each episode will deep dive into the world of transferable skills, discussing topics like communication, problem solving, critical thinking, and more. Join us as we speak with experts in different fields and share stories of individuals who have successfully transferred their skills from one industry to another. Whether you're a recent grad, a mid-career professional, or someone looking to make a career change, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's discover how you can leverage your existing skills to excel in any industry. Welcome to Level Up Academy podcast. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Hello, Level Up listeners. This is your host, Dr. Leland. Today I have, well, okay, so I have talked to him maybe, what, three times already. The first one was with Ishani Bell. You guys are familiar who Ishani is. She's part of my uh, Level Up rock star, okay? We're rock stars because we don't sleep literally globally. I'm not saying that you shouldn't sleep. I'm just saying we don't. We're always up. He, he basically was part of her dissertation, and he had a lot of information. I was super impressed about his background, and I actually want to get to know him more. And you're probably saying, well, what's the value? What's the added value in this conversation? Why should we even watch right now? And ask my special guest today of any questions you have when it comes to metaverse marketing strategy, okay? And, well, he put his name as Addy, so I guess I will say Addy. Welcome to Level Up Academy. Thank you, you so much, Dr. Leland. I'm very happy to be here. And I think it's it's a good thing that we are in a podcast now. We, we've had so many conversations before. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, my name, real name is Aditya Mehotra. But uh, in the in the metaverse, or in, as we call it, um, I have a digital identity that's called Addy. So yeah, it's good to be here. Good, good to be here. I, it's funny when you say Addy, because I think of Luke Hobson right now. And with the Addy model, uh, when we did instructional design with <laughs> Ishani, I was like, Addy, Addy, Addy. That's just in my head right now. So welcome. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here and we're actually having this conversation and share it to the world. My podcast is all about inspiring the world to get to know you, your story, and how um, you're able to help us. And also just to inspire people to test something new, to look and review something that could be potentially helpful to them, whether it's for their business, their personal curiosity, the cat that will not kill this this cat, okay? You're like, oh my God, curiosity kills the cat. No, not these cats, right? We're going to keep moving and hopefully we'll reach to even one person to say, you know what, I'm going to try the metaverse. I don't know what it's all about, right? But before we dive into it, I want my... Uh, listeners and also the people that are watching this to get to know you on a personal side, right? Can you go back 5, 10, 15 years of your life um, and how you got here today? Awesome. Oh, so it's a big story. I would start by saying that I'm a proud misfit and uh, a proud work in progress at the same time. If I were to say what my roots are, it's, it's mainly sports because I come from I come from India and I'm, I'm, I was born and brought up in New Delhi, the capital city. And I, I'm a person who's, who's been, you know, 
a standout or maybe something which you know you're not a part of a, a big cohort of things so i chose a sport at that time in india i think rugby is not a very big sport in india but i chose that game i was like one of the only youngsters playing with 25 year olds 30 years and i was what 13 or 14 i was a very small kid at that point of time prone to a lot of injuries but um i took that leap because somebody told me i was not good in football and i wanted to be you know in the call of the debate football or soccer but yeah um i was not good in soccer but i decided okay let me let me give it another shot because i really believed in the notion of having a sport to be associated with because it's not about just this physical activities it's much more it's teamwork it's you know a lot of values that you learn from it and uh whenever it was in school days or sometimes in organizations you know you you're part of community organizations you're doing a lot of stuff you always carry those values because they help you build what you can do and dr leland i would just say one year ago uh 10 years ago actually from today which was uh, 2020 in 2023 in 2013 i was interviewed by the all india radio for showing excellence in rugby uh professionally and i was i guess somewhere around 15 or 16 and i was the only kid in my school who was playing on an international level and um yeah at that point in time i realized that this is just not just not just a sport like i said i learned values of brotherhood responsibility um hardships you know and uh, how how difficult it is to be in a sport where you know the next person might probably just kill you <laughs> it's 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 something which uh, you know helped me build my character because i started taking accountability for everything i did and when i was leading teams um in terms of the sport it really taught me what it means to lose you know what it means to make mistakes and um yeah i think having that very early on in life when i was probably just 16 years old i i had so many emotions with me i was going i was in my school i was uh, also going to my academics i was all right in academics i wouldn't say i was really good in academics but when it came to um, understanding cultural cultures you know societies groups it it really helped me bond with people because i was able to adapt and mm-hmm. that's what happens in rugby you know you 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 have to find a gap between your and your you know opponents so that you're able to find the opportunity to, to either score yourself or build a strategy for your team to score mm. and that's textbook that's what you learn in the early days of the game and that's what helped me understand people i was able to delve more into you know uh, cultural groups dances a lot of other things i you know you wanted me to sing you wanted me to dance in school i would do that happily you know and um i i still see those pictures from you know on facebook because that time <laughs> facebook was a really big thing so i just sometimes go back and i'm like okay it's been a big journey and uh, yeah i i always always see you know adversity as just not an occurrence it's also a choice i could have just gone through any other sport that could be much safer and you know understood the fact that you know you can play any other sport that's safe on your body you know you won't get injured or anything like that american football is big in the us rugby is big in the uk where i am right now but in india if you want to send a child to play rugby the parents would think he might just get killed yeah okay he might just get smashed out there i'm not going to yeah. do that and 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 I'm, i'm fortunate that my parents they knew this 
and i remember i still remember that for every important session that i had in my rugby training i could see my dad sitting on the bench so i that's that that's what that's something that taught me trust you know he he had trust in me he knew he knew he would get injured but you know what he'd probably just go in the next week he'll he'll find a way to do something so that he gets back in and that's what i kept doing so these values were very early on in my life and i could see whenever i was in my class you know i would i would go down to my rugby field at 5 o'clock in the morning and i would sit in my in my in my in my class and my grade in my school no one had an had any idea that i had gone through a very rigorous amount of training with indian team players with people from the indian army and a lot of really professional officers and and you know mature professionals where i was just a 15 or 14 year old kid it, i was a misfit everywhere but i found my way and that's what i think is i say it's a privilege i think i what i have experienced in my past it's not been easy it's a very difficult part to take in but it's also privilege that you choose if you take you know adversity as a choice mm-hmm. and um, yeah that's what my my beginning has been i've been a very enthusiastic uh, um entrepreneur i've had my own business that was called the brandastic company and uh, going back to my college days i i actually went to a university um i went to university of delhi but i was in a college in this, in that university where it's not it was not that recognized so if i told them that this college was a part of this university people would be like is that even true and i'm like okay. <laughs> you're making it up adi yeah <laughs> And, and as far as the com- competition that you see in India, I scored like a ninety-three percent in my in my um, in my twelfth grade, and that was a good score. But still, there's so much competition when it comes to population yeah. that it's either it's 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 ninety or ninety plus or it's nothing. And that's yeah. a sad reality. You have to get into that grind. You have to understand what it means to survive in that scenario. And I yeah. and I did. I made it to the top university, but not on the into the best college. However. seeing the scenario that i come from a sport that's not recognized enough in india i've still made it through from there um i was in a college where i had to find a way to prove myself that this college is worth for me i created something known as an e-cell which was just a normal college society and it was uh something that you know every college has you know every university has they have their small groups and societies and i created one knowing the fact that let's start something let's build something out of it suddenly i think through the power of design i realized and i am i am a hardcore uh design enthusiast as well so i understand brand strategy and a lot of other things which i'll probably coming to later i used design to build a logo for this society i used a lot of elements i used i built a website on wix um put a couple of posters and these kids were blown they had never seen anything like this in their life they're seeing a qr code they're going into a website registering out there seeing some new experiences some videos that they never imagined they thought they probably see these things with companies yeah advertisements on tvs but they're like okay we're seeing this as a part of our own college their into their curiosity spiked up they were like we want to be a part of this no matter what because we want this to be a part of our own identity and eventually uh we got a lot of funding uh from and a lot of support from the college even from the government of india and oh, that's uh, so this cool. is, and uh, yeah it it was a, it was a big hit it was a, we had more than 1000 people joining in from i want to highlight that 
I want to yeah. highlight that because a lot of people nowadays, especially with our, you know, the, the way our economy is run right now, a lot of people want, I just heard from someone that, you know, they got a lot like 60% of their workers got laid off. That hurts me in my stomach. Right. Like yeah. that literally hurts me in my stomach because I've seen layoffs. It's just it doesn't seem to stop. And people are like, oh, we're never going to go to inflation. How can we not if everyone is trying to still live, but no money to buy anything because you got laid off. And so this is why the gig economy and the gig printer is growing. Right. Because we all have skills and we're like, why are we giving all of our time and money and effort and heartache to a company that is not even going to be there for you when you need it for your family, like basic needs. And so I'm glad that you said that. What I've got from that is that you created an opportunity when you can't find one, right? Exactly. Your university didn't have it. And you're like, I have the skills. I'll do it. That's what I did as well. We need to create opportunities when you can't find one. I wanted to be in journalism. They're like, no, you're Asian. You're short. You can't speak English. You're never going to go in journalism. I'm like, oh, fine. But I did public speaking. I win all the time, right? Comparison. I go and compete everywhere, but I still wasn't good enough. I went to college, went to journalism, was a chief editor, you know, did a public speaking, still not good enough. I'm like, oh, what else can I do, you know? And you get frustrated, but in the back of your head, you want to do it. But yep. there's no opportunity because you want to feel like the sense of belonging is so strong for humankind, right? It's so strong. But at the same time, it's so hard to fit in and belong to a group that doesn't even want you or doesn't exist in your life, right? So what did you do? You created your own opportunity. But I also learned from that, that without the support of your parents, you wouldn't have gotten there. And that right. is why a community of support is super important. So I wanted to bring us to today because that's really great information. But tell me, like, what traits and skills do you feel are the most important to becoming who you are today and what you're doing today? Definitely. I think, doctor, it's, it's more about acceptance i think it's 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 there's a it's a big thing that i always use you know like i said about adversity you know it's a choice you i i went into that university i, I knew okay this is this is uh uh I, I wasn't expecting this but all right i think i'll just make peace with it but when you do that that's when you when you that's when your horizon opens up because acceptance is an internal you know acceptance of your internal um being and your external being surpasses everything and it, it's what makes reality possible what we forget we can't sometimes we are, we are so engrossed in our thoughts that we don't connect ourselves with the existing reality of how the world perceives us and that's the marketer's thought that's a marketer's challenge now the good part is both of my parents have extremely good marketing skills they're entrepreneurs they were they are great marketers and they taught me that skill it came in naturally to me so uh, when i when i used to see these things happening around me i used to find a gap and that's where there's this book that i read down in my second year of of undergraduate it was called the brand gap by marty neumeyer the same book has also been read by steve jobs right before he launched the first iphone because in a lot of cases we un we understand how a brand is represented to people a brand is a gut feeling mm -hmm. so if you are associated with with any brand that you want to, to to talk about it's a gut feeling it's always related to an emotion mm -hmm. and uh, 
the point is when you're dealing with adversity at this point of time you have to accept accept that emotions create that friction inside your mind now it is very important to understand what do you do with it do you want to use that emotion as a weapon and if that is being used as a weapon do you want to use it on yourself or on efforts that create something you could have not even imagined i leverage the power of design to create a concept of entrepreneurship that brought me 200 people to collaborate with that's what i call innovation that's what i call using tech in in it, there was not an app it was not anything it was just the power of using right design elements the the right typeface i didn't even know it was called a typeface at that point of time to be honest so uh yeah and i was i was a self taught designer I, i used photoshop for just fun i used to make when i was in school i used to make uh, album arts cover arts for music that i used to produce on apple studio i never knew i was a, i was not good in creating music but i could rate, make really good designs and that's where my first ever pivot happened i'll keep using this word pivot because it's a part of who i really am and i think that's where it's you emotion is either a weapon on yourself or it's something that you can use as a weapon to create possibilities that's what drives that's what that's what drives us that's what drives a lot of people and if you can reflect that emotion into your cohort or your 200 or that those 200 people that i i just spoke about it can create products brands concepts that change the future and that's where i think that's it stayed with me ever since i did that you know for the first time and yeah i think uh, one of the course if i if i would sum up sum it up i would say respect your roots respect your parents respect where you come from yes. i come from a land where uh, which is india and with india is really rich in values we 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 are grown with culture and thoughts yeah. and things that are told to us from generations and generations and yeah, thousands of years <laughs> it's yeah. instilled yeah same thing for chinese you're like 2000 years ago i'm exactly. like i not live 2000 years ago but you're right and i love that you said that in terms of emotions and i want to focus on that and also pivot a conversation a little bit on the mental health side because i just learned from almost 90 hours really <laughs> of my certification in terms of you have to separate your thought, thoughts and emotions because those two when we combine them as like a hybrid that's when we get in trouble because we can't differentiate between is this an emotion or is this a thought right like when you're saying you know you're hungry is that an emotion or a thought when you're saying you're angry is that an emotion or thought right like you but no one ever stop and said hey addy hold on one second i'm angry at you let me think and reflect if this is an emotion <laughs> or a thought like it doesn't happen right so yeah. i think we need to kind of just if you know the difference between the the two like how do you know what's good or bad what is your ethical standards and what is your moral values right if you know those what's good and bad so stop complicating things like all this other thoughts it's just yes or no good or bad and my husband hates that because he's like you're so um militaristic you know like all these rules i'm like yeah i grew up with rules it's either yes or no you either respect or you disrespect like there was no in between yeah. um, and i try to find the gray area and i'm working on that gray area but i'm glad that you say emotions because i feel like we do emotional eating right like i literally if i'm sad i actually do not eat 
um, I just sulk and drink coffee until I literally had bleeding ulcers. It's not even funny. Um, but when I'm happy, I eat and I exercise and people are like, so you're happy right now because you gained 20 pounds. I'm like, okay, how about happy, sad, angry, and anxiety and depression? Like just add it in there. That's what's happening with me right now. But I'm right. glad you said that because when it comes to marketing, right? Like, you know how people say, don't go to the grocery store or anywhere when you're hungry because you buy things you don't really need. How many of us really go to the grocery store? You need eggs. You come out with everything else but the egg. Right. Like it happens all the time. And I'm glad that you talk about that. And I also want to talk about <laughs> Level Up Academy where like I can't really see. So I changed that. Like I made it into a, a more of a white background and, you know, uh, the bold type. And Ishani was like, by the way, Addie will like nitpick your type, bold fonts, <laughs> things. I was like, oh, good. I need that because I need someone to tell me like how to, to make this work because I don't know everything. I know what I know. And then that's it. And so that's why. But I'm absolutely on board with the potential of the metaverse. Ooh, I like that. that. I like the sound of that. <laughs> That's right. Um, we will have a live stream element with festival I'm consulting for. And yes, it will be streaming in the metaverse. Woohoo! I already have an office in the metaverse. I love it. <laughs> it inspires me. Lead by example, Addy. Right? Yeah. It's just really amazing how people are not able to recognize their full potential when you're doing that. So let's pivot to a marketing conversation because that's what you're here, right? What does leadership look like to you when you approach leading others in terms of like you have a client and they're a really good client, they're a really good company and they need to rebrand themselves, but they don't want to listen to you. They're like, no, this is how we do it. Like, how would you tackle that? Right. So that's, you know, that's what I get every time I speak to a client and I'm like, okay, there's something wrong with you guys. <laughs> because that, that's how, that's how I sell myself. And uh, I mean, it's, it's not like, it's not like it's, 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 uh, it's something I do to everyone. Uh, definitely not. I'm under a practice. So, uh, but you know, when it comes to leadership, specifically in this case, there has been a lot of speculation around marketing. This is, a, this is something that I put across to everyone that I speak with. We have reached a point in our timeline where marketing is just not an art it's a science it's it's a science that can be absolute and i by absolute i mean to say that we are not at that point of time where we can still say this could be a possibility like okay when you know when you work around campaigns you're like um yeah so we're working around this concept and you know this is something which we're coming up with this is the amount of users you can get this is the amount of downloads you'll get and this is the conversion rate um there has to be absolute numbers and we are at that time in um in, in sciences and in technology where that is possible now by that i mean to say that there is a direct correlation of these activities with trust and that's what that's what's missing a lot in this industry you see a lot of critics, a lot of people say the metaverse is dead. Mm -hmm. And I understand that that is a completely justifiable opinion. I will come into that later. But the point is, all the players that we have in this, um, in this realm of how we do things need to focus on establishing brand trust. And by that, I always emphasize on saying that we need to build brand safe environments. Now, this is a completely important aspect 
again linked to emotions because trust is an effort but it leads to an emotion that builds more conversations if you can do that you're earning more karma points just not for yourself but for an industry that you represent the people you represent and the futuristic perspective that you can bring not just to thousands but millions and by that it means you can, you have a duty to serve you have you have to care about your audience you have to educate them which we are doing right now as well and sustain these audience by getting them to the right platform and which could be where they are and where they want to be this is what i feel you know is very important as of now where we are in this space marketing is a very vulnerable uh conversation when it comes to people saying that okay you know i i i like this but what's my you know exact roi that's that's what people want but people are not ready to understand where they are so that's what we have to clear the air by getting figures facts numbers perspectives and even you know there's so many resources that we don't look into but we can it's just that how do we take that step if you do that you are a validated quote unquote validated leader and a validated validated thought leader in this space because people can trust you and other people will follow your practice to build that right community and that builds the right brand safe environment and that's what i want for the metaverse and this is what i stand for so that's my take that's great now i have a question that's like i'm gnawing in my head when you were saying that how can we okay for example i've dabbled with the metaverse i have actually put my youtube in there for like a minute and the metaverse i have like and there's things that i can't find the answer for and i literally didn't sleep until 2 a.m. to figure out how to do things cuz that's me like it bothers me like even if i'm like laying in bed and i'm really sleepy but my brain is like why couldn't you figure it out cj why and so i have to get up and like do it again and so my husband's like go to bed you need a nighty night tea i was like i can't my brain is just so bad right now and so what i usually do is i just write things down and then go to bed so i can really go to bed but my question is for a let's say that you have you're a starting entrepreneur business to create that invoke that emotion of like i want to be part of this group and then build my trust from there because the trust is built based on your relationship with the people right you can't just build trust on brand without action but how can someone start if you're just starting a business very very like newborn business and you're like how can i establish that emotion so i can invoke people like oh i want to be part of whatever right what kind of actionable items can you give them in in terms of like what can you do now right it's that's a very good question doctor i would say it's it's the first thing that you know uh, a lot of people who are startup founders to ask themselves and the first thing is that we have to stop looking at brands as brands we have to start looking them at them as case studies that have a lot of problems and that's where i have this sticker on my laptop and it's a it's a quote that i really like sell the problem you solve not the product the metaverse is is not just a product it's not an it's not a platform it's just not experience it's a solution to a lot of problems that you cannot solve through social media and that's where i come to the point that when you deal with such uh, concepts like well, let's say let's remove the metaverse for a case right let's talk about brand strategy a lot of case people 
have brands and they they do a lot of activities and they still don't get the returns that they're looking for and um, yeah for example let's say you make a logo and you're like yeah i like this logo right now and i think this is this is going to people people are going to like it i build a product i say okay this is going to work in the market a lot of people do this they don't have the research for it they don't have a lot of insights that back it up and that's where we go to these people and we do the first thing that is asking the right questions this is something that is coined by christo because he he uh, i used to be a part of his uh, community called the future pro group which is a massive community of around 700 brand strategists and digital marketers from around the globe i am still a part of the community right now and i do get you know engaged in a lot of these sessions so the first thing i learned is to ask the right questions that means you're not just asking the questions around the brand you're tapping into the client sentiment your client tapping into their thought like you said you you go you go to sleep and you still have questions that's what i would want to ask i would say okay what's what's your thought process right now i mean if you're going to play on the driving range are you smashing your your irons or are you you know just just making sure that the shot goes great that's the difference we have to understand the client sentiment and the brand and the consumer at the same time there is a, there is a triangular effect it's called a trifecta effect in marketing we have to understand all three things considered if you can do that and you can come up to the client and say okay i found a way for all three of you let's see if this works and for that i need your time and i need your money if you can do that for them they'll gain trust because you care you understand all the three family members if you do that that's when conversations start changing and what i've usually seen in the, in in most of the industries around this thing is the fact that there's a set product package that is sold you know you go to the website you're like okay buy my package you do a lot of things and you're like okay this is this is what we can offer you because this is what we do for 10 different clients as well you don't need that and that's what i think we are coming back when the when the metaverse steps in in terms of con- coming back we are we are moving more into personalization and mm-hmm. customization because mm-hmm. it's more about it's not just about mails now maybe you don't know you maybe we might just have a conversation on mail to fix up a meeting but we usually end up speaking to each other on cameras maybe that's what maybe you have a you know a, a cloud based headset which is much lighter now because we the headsets that you use in a normal basis are not just a headset like for example i i say i i use a meta quest 2 and it's a really heavy heavy piece of hardware but we also have a lot of alternatives which are lighter in in in, in you know in in their display in the hardware itself and we have found a way to reduce that effect through cloud computing now the thing is we are going back to the point we are going more towards personalization that's what will make these conversations more clear crystal and there will be more trust because if you are helping a brand understand a pivotal moment of saying that okay we can actually we i don't know if we can meet in real life but we can actually meet in the metaverse <laughs> yeah no i love it can you imagine like, like you're selling something to your client and said hey meet me at the metaverse they're like mm, i don't know about that and that's what one thing i like about the gather is that you don't need a special equipment 
I have vertigo. Okay. Like if I sit in the back of a car and especially if my husband, he used to do racetrack and raced car driving. No, no. His car is way too fast. Like it's 800 horsepower. Like I can't with that car, even just a little jit. And I'm like, Oh no. You're right. And I'm a grandma driver. I don't do like 120, whatever. I'm like, no, no, 70, 80. I'm happy. Get to point A. But when I put the quest on my head, I get dizzy and I feel like nauseous. So I said, I think they have a long ways to go for people like myself. Another thing that I want that I think Apple did a great job with their marketing is that they tap into their gender identity. Like, most phones are so boring, black, gray, all of the headphones that are expensive, black, gray, silver. And now they're like, oh, pink, green, orange. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys grew up like seriously, right? Because what I used to do is put a, a vinyl. I, I, I teach cutting machines. I have a lot of passion, but the reason I did that is because I don't want to look at this silver thing. It doesn't make me happy. Okay, that emotions like invoking. I'm like, oh, no, this is boring. So I cut vinyl to make my headset, who's silver or green, into pink. I fly a drone and my drone is like white. I was like, okay, I'm going to make my drone a Hello Kitty. So I did that. But here's the thing. When you're trying to customize something and most people want a cookie cutter okay if you're gonna be giving me a metaverse marketing addy how much is not gonna cost me and you're like i don't know we have to talk about what your needs are and i think a lot of people also said like they don't want to talk because they're gonna be like oh it's gonna be a big number right because it's it's metaverse and they don't know so for those people who don't know anything about the metaverse can you sum it up in like a minute. What do you think? <laughs> Metaverse. <laughs> right. Oh, so I, I get this a lot. So um, the base, the very basic answer of how things are you, I can actually say that, you know what, uh, Neil Stephenson, he actually said that in snow, the first phenomenon came in snow crash and this is what happened over time and all that stuff. It's a simple answer. It's a virtual setup of what we experience today in reality. It's kind of a digital twin, but you have access to new opportunities, new concepts that you could build on. You have uh, new innovations that you can explore and new ways to interact with people. That's it. That's it. It's a, it's a, it's a virtual replica of what we can do with opportunities beyond what we can explore. The question is, how much are we willing spend on it and how much can we create from it and that's where when a lot of people say that the metaverse is dead the point is we need to find a way to co-create with brands and organizations who create these products that's where a lot of marketers it's not the tech it's definitely not the tech the tech is fine we are still in the early stages of where we are but we have to find ways to co-create in ways that create value for the entire ecosystem. This is why I now also position myself as a metafluencer, which means that I will collaborate in the future with a lot of metaverse brands and companies who create the metaverse platforms to find value that I can use as word of mouth for a massive, massive audience so that these brands get a massive benefit of what they create. So that's, that's a perspective. 
Love it. Um, I actually created a video about the metaverse. I don't know how last year it's on my YouTube somewhere. Um, and I, I got stuck on doing something on my metaverse and I looked and looked and looked in the community and nothing. Then I finally figure it out. I'm like, I'm sure people are looking for it. So I, I posted it. Now, I think this is a great opportunity. I'm running a a global summit in October 11, 12, and 13. Wouldn't it be nice if one of our sessions you lead a metaverse meeting? Well, I guess we, we're a small community, but we can solve the problem. <laughs> right? It doesn't matter because so small problems sometimes can get big problems. Like, for example, you're sad today, right? But imagine if all of our people are sad today and we're not doing anything about it to make them happy. That would be a lot like we already have suicide everywhere in the world, right? Because of that one thing that you think it's a small problem. Today it might be a small problem, but if it becomes every single person in the world have that problem, it becomes a big problem, right? right. So I never underestimate the small problem for a bigger solution. I'd be like, <laughs> go big or go home, Addy. Go big or go home. That's how we're going to yeah. do things. <laughs> Um, for sure. But it would be so cool having a metaverse session for speed networking. That would be amazing, um, actually, right? Now, I wanted to pivot about um, what do you think brands right now, I, I shouldn't keep saying brands, what do you think business owners, entrepreneurs, even the coaches, I have a lot of coach friends, what kind of tips would you provide for them in terms of branding and using the metaverse what kind of tools like there's when, when we say metaverse, right? You and I understand it, but a lot of people might not. It's something yeah. new and it's something scary when it's new. What is like for me, I definitely would want you guys to go to gather. That's an easy metaverse version of getting your feet wet without, you know, all the videos and the tech. Well, there are some moving things around, but it's not super scary where you need coding and all the background in IT. What other tools do you recommend for others to kind of see how they could use it for branding? Definitely. So, uh, doctor, I would just say one thing before we come to that point. Sure. When it comes to user adoption, there are a lot of people who say that there might not be a lot of people who can come on board to the metaverse because they'll get confused. We have to understand one point is that one of the key features of metaverse is gamification. And as of now, if you, if you understand the global scenario, we have 3 billion self-proclaimed gamers in the world. So if, if that's a question that it has to be answered in a very simple way, that it is easy to onboard users into the metaverse. Now, when it comes to platforms for brands to explore in terms of, I'll, I'll probably just use the metaverse as first, is I, I, I have a particular inclination for ease of access for spatial. And it's a very good application, a very uh, device agnostic active uh, uh, application, I would say. It can be used everywhere. You don't need a VR headset for it. But what is that called? It's called Spatial. How do you sp spell that? S-P-A-T-I-A-L. Yes. Is it Spatial.com or? It's Spatial.io. I can put in the link as well later on. I'll just I you? I-O. I-O. Okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a metaverse application mainly used for a lot of uh, you know displaying a lot of digital collectibles, but users can manipulate it based on their usage. It's very easy to use, very diagnostic, uh, device agnostic, and you can onboard a lot of users onto it. Um, secondly, I think um, you know I think it's uh, if you if you use Roblox before, <laughs> you can 
you can you can continue using that because that's actually pretty good um i wouldn't say it's um a place where you can have a meeting but if you want to explore the metaverse further understand any worlds and opportunities that you can have it's a very good place to have more discovery options because it's gamification on an extreme level and um, yeah i think this these two are one of the i think best platforms i would say again i would put it forward that we are in a very early stage of this journey so if you are expecting something like call of duty warzone or something like last of us you're not getting that right now but um, yeah <laughs> i am um, like hey now um i watch my husband i love zombie uh, movies so we always wa- like play video games that's our that's our date night it's kind of boring but for us it's entertainment like, i like that <laughs> um yeah my husband and i do like lunch on on fridays me and him just lunch date without the kids um and then friday night is game night for us we pick whatever game um and then i love racing game because in real life i can't race but in in the you know the game i'm pretty good just not in real life i vomit everywhere but um but then saturday and sunday night is zombie nights for us or horror movies like we like just you know that's our bonding i guess it's been 20 years so that's how our entertainment works whatever works for you but i love video games i love gamification but before we end this conversation i first of all i want to thank you for for your information and input on metaverse and marketing giving back we're going to talk about giving back and kind of loop in on your purpose in life as well mhm two questions or more than two questions but two sets the first one is have you discovered your purpose in life and the second one is change begins within you use compassion to change your world and ultimately our world so adi how do you hope to change the world okay so coming answering your first question i think yes i have found my purpose in life i've like i said my journey has always been to create opportunities where things you know seem bleak and i make it work for for things so um i i see i have delved into the metaverse and i feel like when you come when it comes to multidimensional marketing i want to be at that spot in life where we have to understand that i want to be in one of those positions where i have an organization i already have a company called the brandastic company which does branding and if you ever need help with brand brand strategy and brand creation and strat- and you know digital strategy you can always reach out to me but what i want to do is i want to build a team i want to build the world's strongest team that's super efficient in pivoting with brands consumers clients and the entire ecosystem at the same time to the point that it's ahead because after the pandemic we have seen the biggest pivot in consumer history ever and it's it's there in research it's there in paper we are seeing pivots like never before and that's what's leading to a lot of new conversations around are we there in understanding what the consumer is really doing we're not but we could be that's what i want to bridge i've started my journey on there i have been pivoting with brands with consumer insights and everything and i think i'm there and i want to do that for masses so i i i think that's what my one of the biggest purposes is and if i can do that then i create new possibilities which are un- unimaginable so yeah that's my main goal answering the second question so i have had different perspectives of seeing the world and i've i grew up in delhi in which is my hometown and um 
I'm now in the UK in London. So I'm seeing a different shift. I've seen a cultural shift that a lot of value driven concepts that we see in Asian countries like India and China, a lot of other things are being adopted into the West. Whereas the East, which is India and China and all the other countries itself have had a very fast, very strong technological enhancement. You're seeing Amazon building its largest base in India. Base in India, you're seeing uh, there's a new, recent company which I want to mention. It is Ajna Lens, and they have come up with a new XR lens, which is phenomenally excellent. I would say I'm I'm talking about them, so they should feature me. But uh, yeah, they are... <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> but I, I've I've seen their product. I'm seeing same things happening with Meta. So I'm seeing a lot of growth on both sides. Pico did exceptionally well, which was a China product. And I'm seeing the global changes. But as the West adopts more cultural contexts and the East adopts a lot of technical contexts, there is a yin and yang effect. Mm-hmm. Because we are getting into information on both ends that sometimes we don't need and we get confused of how we react to such information. So, you know, you create thought, you create emotion, and sometimes it's not easy to handle those emotions, which which leads to mental health issues and a lot of other things that come into play. My job is sometimes to, you know, make sure that I'm able to simplify this process by eliminating those forms of technology from the user's cycle of how they consume brands, products, and information. I want to reduce that impact so that the information that they consume is good for them, is creating utility for them. And I want to partner with brands. I want to partner with, you know, a lot of organizations, global, big, massive organizations to do this so that we can create a positive impact with the inflow of such information. Because let's be honest, this cannot be stopped. Innovation mm-hmm. will take place. Mm-hmm. Cultural shifts will happen and more mm-hmm. people will adopt more faiths and concepts and a lot of other things. But we have to be as marketers, as pe- as I would say marketers are not just artists and they're not just people who sell products. They are people who understand the world from a perspective that is not common to the, to the layman perspective. So... I would say it is our responsibility and I think it's one of my biggest jobs to make sure that I can fix the consumer journey through any form of relevant technology to make sure that their lives are easier. Yeah, that's what my main goal is. That's so good because we we do, we're bombarded with so much information. Like I was just talking to somebody today and I said, you know, I've noticed that a lot of people self-proclaim. I'm also self-proclaim when it comes to ADHD. I don't know if I have it, but all my family members says I do. And I don't think it's, and, and I'm wondering why is everyone in that capacity or how are we doing that? And I think it's because of our environment. Like we're trained, hello, if you can't make your point in 30 to 60 seconds, you're not in TikTok material or you're not an Instagram real material, right? Like, you're having that emotional attachment, like I got to get my message in 60 seconds. And if I don't do it, I'm not good enough. Right. It's that backhanded thing. And you're like, okay, but I have so much to say. Well, no, no one's going to listen to you. Right. It's that. And it's like, oh, that's marketing. How is that marketing? If you're not even sending your message. Right. And so having to talk to you, it's so nice because there's always the numbers and science behind what you're doing and it's not just about emotions like i feel this way therefore it is right 
And you're like, no, that's not how it works. Like, you know what I mean? In a nicer way and said, hey, we can help you with this. So if someone wants to get your information and said, hey, Addy, can you help me with my branding? Um, A, they can find you in LinkedIn with me in, in here. And I would love to connect you with the people as well. But at the same time, is there any last minute information that you would like our listeners to know about you? And how are you inspiring the world? Through your through your experience, I would just say that uh, you know there's a lot of confusion out there of how we see the future in terms of tech. A lot of questions around the metaverse. I have a podcast that's called uh, the MetaCast with Adi and Taz. I do it with my co-host, and um, we are the world's first fully immersive podcast series. So you can just search that on Google. It's called the MetaCast with Adi and Taz. And as for any questions that you have on with, with your brand, just be sure that if you're not able to find answers for yourself, um, just send me a message on LinkedIn. It's a, it's a very simple thing. And I, I can help you ask yourself the right questions first. And then if you want to talk about it more, always there for you. So, yeah, that's that's what I would say. I mean. I, I want to align people's thought first before I want to align their brands. <laughs> yeah. Asking asking the right questions. How the heck do you know if it's the right question if you just have a question, <laughs> right? Like, Andy, seriously, where are we going? Back up a little bit. Uh, so I'm glad you said that because I always just tell my students, I'm like, ask questions. It doesn't matter what it is. And now you're like, no, ask the right questions. I'm like, no, what if I just have a question and I don't know if it's the right question? <laughs> um, so it's you got to get filtered when it comes to marketing because it's very specific. So Thank you so much for your time today. I totally appreciate you. Thank you so much, Dr. Leland. It's It's been a super engaging, fun session. And I think the next time I want to talk to you is when uh, I think you can probably join us in our Metaverse room as well. So it's going to be fun. And I, like I said, it's device agnostic. So you don't always need a VR headset, but you'll always get the experience. It's 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 near you. It's always with you and it will stay with, with you. Uh, that's what I would say now. Awesome. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you have any questions, email me at lua at levelupbydocleland.com. Lua, L-U-A-B-Y-D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. It's open for consultations and courses will be offered soon. I will see you in my next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time.